Welcome back to another episode of These Are The Valleys. I'm so excited for today's episode. I think that it's one of the most nuanced episodes that we've done so far. And it's definitely something that you're absolutely going to have to take to God. I This is not the full, complete answer, okay? This is just prepping you to turn you into the direction that God wants you to face, but you actually have to walk with him on this one, okay? So be just be warned and let's keep that in mind. So today we're talking about friendship in the valley. We're just talking about how crucial it is to have the right circle during this season. And everyone that you grew up with, everyone that you went through college with, everyone that was a roommate, They can't all make it with you through this season. And I'm not saying that they won't be with you when you reach your mountaintop or they won't be with you in other seasons. But in this season, it is absolutely imperative that you have God honoring and wise counsel. So no, your homegirl that told you to key that brother's car might not be the one you go to in this season for advice. Let's get all the way into it. So the Bible talks about this gift of the Holy Spirit that all believers of um, Christ and all believers in God receive through the Holy Spirit. And it's called discernment. And it's a super spiritual word for just being able to tell the difference and analyze between things. And in this case, between people. Now, there's a separate gift of the Holy Spirit that is discerning of spirits, but that's not even, we're not even, you know, we're not that advanced yet. You know, if you are, congratulations, God bless you. But for the rest of us, child, we in the back of the bus and we just working on discerning in the first place. So my friends and I have this running joke that there's a certain prayer. We call it the Amazon Prime prayer because I just feel like, you know, though all prayers are powerful, though all prayers are heard, This prayer, just it's something about it where God is just like, boom, boom, boom. When you ask God (laughs) to show you who needs to be removed from your life, y'all, have y'all ever prayed that prayer? If you have not prayed that prayer, I want you to pray that prayer today because it is the fastest, most effective prayer literally ever. I don't know what it is about that, but God moves. Okay. He moves off of those words. I don't know what it is. So I need you guys to pray that prayer because you need to see the effects of that prayer take place in your life where you are, because you need to proof everybody before you bring them into the valley with you. Okay. Now, if you're at a point like Jasmine, I've been in the valley for a little while. I ain't gonna lie. Like, I done had these friends for a while. That's cool. You know, it's never too late to make adjustments. Um, But if you're just getting into your valley, this is definitely something you want to do before you get into the meat of it. Because, baby, (laughs) yeah, it get get rough. It barely get at. It barely get at. So, yeah, let's get into like what that would look like in practical application. Like what does it look like when God actually moves on that prayer? So I can talk about it in my life and my life only. And I'm not here to, you know, bash any previous friends or anyone that, you know, I'm no longer fully associated with. So I will be speaking pretty generally and unfortunately won't be getting too specific, but I prayed that prayer in 2020 when I was first trying to launch the first podcast. And I told you guys how my friend at the time who was supposed to be the first guest like flaked on me. Because I had prayed that prayer 
literally probably like two days before she did that. And I don't know, God had just put this disdain in my spirit for our friendship and kind of opened my eyes to a couple things that weren't all the way solid. I was like, okay, this is God telling me like this person has to go. So at least for me, it wasn't like God was like, this person right here needs to leave. But because I prayed that prayer and I also asked for discernment and open eyes and open heart, I began to see people in a different light, unfortunately. Some people, not everyone. But not only that person, but another person that I had considered a friend, we had really gotten into it and I'd been finding out that they were kind of slandering my character behind my back and just kind of telling a very skewed version of the truth and of the reality because you know you're gonna have disagreements with your friends but when they go to certain lengths to damage your character you really have to start you know examining that for what it is now of course I'm at a point through the grace of God where I've forgiven those people and honestly we're cool like you know if I see them like it's, it's no problems it's no beef you know but These were the types of folks I could not take with me into the valley. And y'all may be like, listen, you got snakes in your grass, but my lawn is cut. Everybody over here is certified. Let's get a little deeper into it, okay? Because it may not be that obvious. The friends who are, and I'm not here to condemn anyone. I'm just speaking what God is telling me to speak. So, you know, if this applies to you, I'm not judging you, baby. This This is just the truth. If your friend claims to be a Christian, but is wearing, utilizing, and practicing with crystals, tarot cards, astrological readings, you might want to take a step back during the valley. I'm not saying this person is bad. I'm not saying this person is evil or trying to do you harm or anything like that. I know plenty of people who do those things that are really nice people. Cool. However, When things start challenging you in the valley, what solutions are these people going to bring up? Hmm? Just like the friend that I brought up previously that told you to key that brother's car when y'all were having relational issues. If that person is turning you toward violence, number one, you might want to let them go. If they are turning you toward um this whole, uh, I don't even know what to call it. Some people are calling it new age spirituality, but I honestly don't call it that because I don't think that it's new. I think that it's very old and it goes way, way back. But those types of things that are getting into certain spiritual realms, if those people are going to say, oh, you just need to sage. Oh, let me bring you an amethyst. It's going to Well, do you want me to do a tarot reading for you? You could. Again, these people's intentions may not necessarily be wrong for you, right? They believe that this is a solution. So they're trying to offer you their solution. However, during this season, if you're trying to truly grow in Christ and trying to truly have an intimate relationship with God, you cannot participate in those things. Open your Bible. I'm not about to get into it because that's not what this message is about. Open your Bible and read about those things. That and Jesus do not mix, my love. They don't mix. So what you need instead are friends that are going to encourage you to pray. 
Friends that are going to encourage you to fast. Friends that are going to encourage you to open your Bible, right? Friends that are going to God, going to God on your behalf. I don't even think, I don't tell my friends when I pray for them, but I pray for my friends very frequently and very, very fervently, which is just like very passionately and intensely. I pray for my friends behind their back. Those are the types of people that you need in your circle always, but especially during the valley. Things will get rough and you don't need people polluting your Christianity with what they believe are other solutions. That's all I'm going to say. Now, I am going to lightly touch on therapy because I don't know why, but a lot of old Christians believe that therapy is not of God, but I humbly disagree. And if someone's pointing you towards therapy, I think that's a great idea. Also ask God for discernment on your therapist because there are therapists who are false prophets and will tell you just what you want to hear or tell you things that come out of their flesh, but not out of God's spirit. Just saying. So you can have multiple coping mechanisms that are suggested by your friends that don't have to involve polluting your Christianity, right? <sighs> yeah. So again, I'm not saying that you can't get comfort or support from non-believers or even lukewarm Christians, because sometimes some people do believe in God, but it's just their faith isn't strong yet to really push you in that direction. But it's just they may not always turn you back to God. And that is a risk that you cannot take. OK, so be very selective about who is around you in this time. Reduce your circle to people who will turn you back to God immediately. Immediately, expeditiously. So let's get into the word because, you know, I don't want to get up here and just be talking out the side of my neck and there is no biblical backup. There is no scripture. There is no nothing. Um, the Bible talks a lot about friendship. It talks about friends. It talks about brothers um, in the platonic friendship sense. So I love this scripture from Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12. This is the English standard version. I love this verse because, or not this verse, this passage, because it just beautifully describes what friendship should look like. And it reads, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil or their troubles. For if they fall, one will lift his fellow but woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not easily is not quickly broken. Cool. So let's break this down because there are effectively three three sections here. The first part, two are better than one. There will be a good reward for their toil. If they fall, one will lift another. Period. So in the valley season, have you not fallen? I don't know about you, but I felt like that commercial was like, help, I've fallen and I can't get up. <laughs> the life alert, because no, for real. There have been times in the valley where I have had to call life alert, both of Jesus and of my friends. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. I my heart really goes out to the people out here who don't feel like they have the spiritual community that they feel they may need. And I want to encourage you guys to to get into church like that is really the 
biggest purpose of church is to provide you with that community and that fellowship that you need. You may find some really cool people there. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say every church person is, you know, somebody that you really want to keep in your life forever and ever and be a close friend with. However, you never know who you can find there. Um, God prompted me to start a women's Bible study group last year. And honestly, like some of those women, I would really call them if I'm in a like spiritual tussle and I need somebody to pray on my behalf, intercede for me. If I want somebody to fast with me, um, me and one of the or one of the other Bible study group girls and I are actually going to be doing some community service together. Another one. um, I'm actually helping her get her business up and doing some things like that. Like you just never know who you can find in spiritual community. So if you don't have that available to you, don't be afraid to create it. You never know. Sometimes it's the people that you least suspect. The same girl I'm doing community service with, when I first met her, I did not like her. <laughs> like I did not like her. She got on my nerves. But we're cool as all get out now. And God has really put his hand on that relationship. So you never know. Going back into the verse again, if two lie together, they can keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Pause. God is not saying, you know, you got to be laid up underneath your friend. We have to understand that a lot of times the Bible speaks about principles and not about practical examples in every single passage. Right. So here we can understand that when you are in a cold season, when you out here shivering and you shaking in your Valentino boots, you need to have your friend to bring that warmth, that joy, that peace, that calm from God to you. You get what I'm saying? Your friend is a vessel of God's love to you. And at least they should be. So their warmth of God's love that is radiating out of them and into you should be keeping you warm during the season or helping to keep you warm during the season. Right? Cool. So the last one, I really, really love this part. And though a man may prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. Now, let's break this down. What is it actually talking about? So if a robber, right, if a robber walk up on you like run it, run your pockets, okay, they might can get you. But if it's two of y'all, y'all might be like, nah, run your pockets. You get what I'm saying? You both will be able to withstand the trials and tribulations that y'all have together and if you want to make this real real spiritual hello do y'all not know there's an enemy out here that is trying to make us run our pockets run our lives run our futures run our destinies run our gifts hello is this thing on yeah if you by yourself he might get you that's how depression works right chronic loneliness really is what i like to call depression sometimes when you have somebody else to back you up when the enemy gets to talking in your ear, he sounds a lot quieter, doesn't he? A lot quieter. Then I love this part. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. Now, when I first read this, I was like, wait, I thought you said it was two people. I'm confused. Then child, the Holy Spirit get to talking and he was like, well, I'm the third. I said, oh boy, hold on. I'm finna throw this phone. I am Baptist, but I'm finna run. Hold on. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. So you got two of y'all. And you add God into that mix, baby. That threefold cord is not quickly broken. Come on. That's good Bible. That's some good Bible right there. Stop playing with him. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Child, so we're going to move on because that point is right there. It's right there smacking in the head. I know what it is because it's smacking me in the head. And I said it. We're going to jump down to Proverbs 13, 20. You know, Proverbs is just a lot of like 
almost two line blurbs of just straight bars. Like Proverbs is straight wisdom for real. It says, walk with the wise and become wise for a companion of fools suffers harm. Hmm. Walk with the godly and become godly. Hmm. Walk with the spiritually filled and become spiritually filled. Like y'all ever heard that, that wisdom or, you know, that little saying that your life will become the culmination of your five closest friends or the people that you hang out with most. There is, first of all, (laughs) y'all better stop deriving from the Bible and switching it up and making it your own because baby, get the reading. But that's facts. Is it not? That is facts. If you hang out with ballers, you hang out with folks that's in a bag, you're going to become a money-minded hustler. No? Yeah. If you hang out with folks that are always in the gym, always eating, eating healthy, it's not you're not going to be able to help that it rubs off on you too. So in the same sense, if you want to become more intimate with God, if you want to grow in God, then you got to be around people that are doing the same thing. 1 Corinthians 15, 33, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character, period, point blank. Going back to that uh, point that I made earlier about, you know, having friends that are dibbling, dabbling in other spiritual things. Listen, you may be like, I mean, I could be friends with them. Like I know what I believe in and that don't have nothing to do with me. Yeah, baby. But after a period of time, hmm. That's gonna that's gonna come up on you. That's gonna rub up off on you. You gonna start looking at it and trying to romanticize it in your head and be like, oh well, maybe it's not that bad. Maybe I could just you know light a little sage. Like you know what's wrong? What's wrong with the crystal? I mean, I don't see. You know, you don't want to start wavering in your faith when you're around people who hold different standards than you do. You begin to compromise because because of your love for that person, you begin to compromise. That applies to all relationships, including friendships. And so that can apply to your moral statutes as well, which is why birds of a feather, birds of a feather flock together. And you don't want to be with no bird with no wrong looking feather because you're going to be flying with them and flocking with them. And that's going to be a problem for you and your wings because you ain't meant to be flying with them. Purr no poo. Y'all, that was a quick little word. I mean, Jesus said what he had to say. Um... Yeah, so thank y'all so much for tuning in to another episode. If you enjoyed it, please leave a rating or a review. Um, on Spotify, you can only do a rating right now. On Apple Music, you can do both, uh, or Apple Podcasts, you can do both a rating and a review. I would love to hear from you guys. Also, hit me up on Instagram at the Jasmine Cambridge. Yeah, that's basically it. I don't know what it looks like from the mountaintop just yet, but for now, these are the valleys. Bye.